This is Pastor Troy. I hope you're doing well. We are wrapping up season two, but you know what that means? The best of season two. Here it comes. It's coming right at you in just a minute, but don't worry. We're in the studio. We're getting ready. We're getting things lined up, and very soon we'll be unveiling season three of On the Dock. In the meantime, you can go back, watch season one. Check it out. It is fantastic. It's not outdated. Go catch it. And now we're in season two, and get ready for this best of season two episode. with Pastor Troy right here. We're on the dock and we're ready to go. We got a great episode coming up for you. Nice little sub-series. We'll tell you about it here in just a minute. But we're at onthedock.org. We do new releases every Tuesday and Thursday here. And we are all about having conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. I got a deep team here around me. We're going to help you get pushed out. But before we do that, we're going to sit back in these chairs and enjoy some great conversation with a great guest we have for you. On the Dock is found on multiple platforms. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes are our primary. Go to YouTube, guys. Go to YouTube and subscribe, hit like, and notify. We've gone over 100 subscribers permanently now on YouTube. We're trying to catch up with the, uh, around the table here, I got some of the Cedar Session people. I see you guys are over 300. Golly. So you're doing well. We're going to catch you guys. We're going we're gonna to catch you guys soon. And and, and we're going to all go and win the kingdom for God. Amen. Mm-hmm. See, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, go find us there. Also, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. When you get there, hit share, subscribe, like, comment, whatever they tell you to do. Hit the punch button whatever and uh and tell your friends how to find us at on the dock and we'd love to have you on the show patreon go to my patreon you can download the app or you can click the link at on the dock.org go to our patreon site if you'd like to become a partner or a sponsor we have several ways here let me look at my notes here it's been so long since i've looked at this uh we have four tiers of partnership and three levels of sponsorship partnerships for people that come along and uh, just want to partner with us different ways you can do that and three levels of sponsorship so if you want to put your organization or business or your christian business owner uh talk to us go to my patreon check out those links and we'd love to talk with you on the doc.org go to that website you can find all the links to all of our platforms it'll get you there Haley has designed a great site and if you just get lost and confused you can email us at info at on the doc.org and donna will get you the information donna karnuski our executive director there so we're ready to go here in the studio we're excited about it here i've got around the cottonwood table this is a cottonwood tree that ben personally refinished guys it comes from heartland lumber great piece of lumber i'm buying another big one to do a dining room table and i'm really excited about that but this is a beautiful piece of wood it's actually a couple feet longer than this we got a coffee table here in the studio that we use uh for the other set and it's just a beautiful piece of wood it reminds us of being on the river and Hannah had never heard, uh, she's not familiar with Otis Redding's song, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. We use that as our incoming song. It's my favorite secular song, two minutes, 36 seconds long. Uh, Otis was doing uh, the song in a studio way back years ago, and uh, he was going to go, he had he got done with the first verse, and he whistled where the second went. When he got done, they asked him, why'd you whistle? He says, I hadn't written the second yet. 
And so he said they had, a, they had a concert in Detroit, so the team jumped on a plane, small plane, went to Detroit, and on the way back they were killed in an airplane crash. Never finished the song, but what they had laid down was the first verse and the chorus and the whistle verse. Wow. One of the most famous songs went instantly almost to number one. It's got a great story. It's a lo love the song. I'm a Memphis boy. Love the Mississippi River. This is about sitting in Georgia, but we took it with our music and we made it a little more Memphis blues funky. So we, that, that's a, that's the story behind uh, Otis Redding and sitting on the Dr. Bay. I've asked them when I'm buried in my grave, when it's time to go eat Mastacholi, when they walk away, that's what I want them to do is I want to tell them to leave. I, Josh, whoever's leading the funeral, it's say, leave now. Dad wants you to go eat the Mastacholi because he's having a concert in heaven. Because what I want from God, my first question, I got a couple other questions, is could I hear Otis Redding's verse two? <laughs> I want to know what it is, so I can't wait to find out. And, you know, hey, the Bible says uh, that, you know, you drink, you, that God gives you the desires of your heart. So I just want to hear verse two. I mean, come on, Lucas. Come on, Ben. Now, I, I'm going to, yeah, you wrote a song other, a, few, a few weeks ago for our Psalm series, Psalm 1. I'm still looking forward to hearing the next verse. Oh, yeah, those verses. Yeah, yeah and that could end up replacing Otis Redding. Well, I don't. I can't ever can be with Otis. Hey, I've got Mother Beth in the studio right here. Mother Beth's here at the ride table. She is up and early. We're having an early, early call here to the set. I think the lighting should be dimmer when it's this early in the morning. She, are you griping about Lucas and his light? His yeah. great lighting. We got this new expensive light. Is it different than the last time? It looks great. I don't know. He's got it set perfectly. I oh, think it's I just feel like wonderful. It's just different. I, I feel like it's brighter than it no, was the last time. No, it's just nice. It's just you. You're brighter. Uh, ben, we got Ben yeah. with us in the studio. Ben's my co-host for this series. Ben Adelini, how you doing, Ben? And we got back on. He doesn't have a mic today, but he does have a camera. He's our techno wizard, our ex executive uh, director, techno wizard Lucas Winkler. Lucas uh, is in the studio. He, he he'll just have to limp sync today. That's that's what he'll have to do here. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a great show. We're back here in our Worship Leaders of Southern Illinois series. It's an on the dock season two super series, and we're featuring Hannah Heron, Victory Christian Fellowship, one of the worship pastor leaders there at Murfreesboro, Illinois. We're so proud to have her. She is so talented uh, serving the Lord. Let me let me show you a beautiful picture of her. What, what about this one? I mean, this is great. I mean, like your, your marketing people were fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, who is your marketing person here? Uh, actually, this was a photo shoot I did with uh, Nina Wilson. Did you? Yeah, it's, a great, it's a great, it's a great shot. It was a lot of fun. It's a money shot. Ben needs to get, hire them. Ben, you need to hire them. Yeah, I mean, I just... I, I don't think I could pull it off. <laughs> I, I don't think you can either. I think I think I, I just don't think you can do that. I don't think you have the. It business. would be funny though to see me in the same outfit with the same <laughs> lipstick. Well, it, it would be interesting. It, I would say it would be interesting. Strange. Yeah, it's strange, strange. And so, <laughs> so we've got Hannah here. And by the way, let me say this. Let me back up here. This is uh, part. 25 in this huge series where we're talking about 10 worship leaders in Southern Illinois. And this is a sub-series, a three-part sub-series we'll be doing specifically with Hannah. But uh, it, it's been exciting doing this series, Ben, and, and Beth been in a lot of these, uh, because we've learned so much about the heart of worship going on in Southern Illinois. And I think things are great. And I don't think it's going to be any different today as we, as we get with uh, you, Hannah. So Hannah, as we start off the show today, tell us a little bit about where you are serving and, and, and a little bit about how you got connected to uh, Victory Christian Fellowship. Yeah, so um, I've been going there ever since I was little. My parents uh, were going there before they got married. Um, pastors Frank and Bonnie Voorhees, they've been pastoring there for a little over 30 years. Um, so yeah, I, my parents are on the worship team. And so, you know, eventually I when I kind of got old enough, I knew I wanted to do that with them. And so um, 
I've been on the worship team for a few years now, and it's just been really beautiful to see what God's done with our worship team, with our congregation over the last few years. And um, yeah, he's doing great things at Victory. Wait, now, 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 do you do you play? Are you are you instrumentalist? Are you vocalist? Do you move around? Yeah, so I started on started on bass guitar. Um, wow, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother's on bass guitar now. I'm on acoustic, and I sing. I saw your brother in one of the videos. I saw in the back playing yeah, the bass. Yeah, and, and you play acoustic primarily. Now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Who is the saxophone player? My dad. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I saw the video on Facebook. Yeah, I, I'll try to pull that in. Maybe we'll use that <laughs> in one of these episodes. Your dad can rip a sax. Yeah, and my mom is on the keys too. Oh, that's your yeah. mom on the keys. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. goodness! We ought to do a. We need him over here. We need him on the intro song playing sax. Yeah, oh, we can yeah. reshoot when we do an up, when we do an upgrade on this. Yes, yes, yeah. Nice. I'm just saying. Does your dad? Will That'd your dad come out and play? Um, yeah, I'm sure. God, your dad's good. The song you guys on Facebook, there's a song you guys got that features your dad on the mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I I didn't know that, but man, it was just phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal song. I don't remember what the name of the song is, but we'll try to pull it up and, and show it a little bit. It was really cool. good. So you've been you've been there for a long time, so it's yeah. kind of been church origin a while. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Now listen, uh I, I are you single, married, are you courting? What what's your status? I am single. You're single. <laughs> yeah. Single. You're single. Are you Are you in college? Out of college? Through college? I uh, graduated from John A. in 2018. So, what, yeah. what do you do besides uh, go to church on Sunday and Wednesdays? Do you Do you have other things you do in your life? Yeah, I work as an office manager at a dance studio, High Image Dance in Energy, Illinois. Been there for four years. I started working there after I graduated college, um, and then stuff with Cedar Sessions. Cedar Sessions. And, yeah. yeah. Oh man, you're fantastic. We're going to get into Cedar Sessions just a little bit. So let's see what else see. Give us a little bit of background, if you would. Just help us. How did you come to faith? Did you just, were you born a Christian? Did you grow up around Christians and then and get converted? Did you go off and do drugs? And did you, did you, I mean, do you get tattoos that we can't see and stuff? <laughs> you, I mean, what was your road or pathway uh, to becoming a follower of Christ? Yeah. So, you know, I grew up in church and so I kind of, I feel like I didn't really come to know Jesus for myself till I was about 15. Um, I feel like, you know, when you grow up in church, you hear about the word, you hear about Jesus. And so I think it's easy to feel like because you've been around it, that that's actually in you. Um, I got saved when I was five, five or six, um, baptized shortly after that. But I did go through a period where I was kind of, I felt like I wanted to know God for myself and not kind of relying on my parents' faith and my pastor's faith and just what I had heard. So yeah, when I was about 15, I remember I was in my room and uh, was just kind of going through some different things internally, just trying to figure out um, who God was to me. Um, And I just told him, I said, I want to know you for myself. I want to, I want to follow you, not because other people told me to, I want to follow you because I see that you are what I need. And so kind of from there, um, I started pursuing him and just got more serious about my faith and wanting to, wanting to glorify him in everything I do. And so kind of really ever since, I think that was kind of the moment where I was like, I, I want to know Jesus for myself. And that's kind of where it all started. Well, let me figure this out. I know you're connected with Ben and Lucas 
and Daniel Lopez, who's mm-hmm. done, we've done series with him in here as well. And I know you've been involved with the Cedar Sessions. We're going to get deeper into that in a minute. But but how does a, how does a girl that's leading worship in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro's on the other side of the world here. Murfreesboro, <laughs> you have to go, you have to survive driving through Carbondale. Yeah, you really which do. is dangerous. Really All dangerous. those one-way roads. Getting you know? past the railroad tracks <laughs> downtown there. Death you wish. could You could... A train could hit you. You've got you got people always that are activists. They could be on this or that side. They could grab you. You know, there's and then you, then when the road comes back together, you might hit the other people. You don't know because you know, the road splits. And then you got to go through the wilderness again, and you got to go past the, the other big uh, McDonald's and the Walmart. Uh, and then and the big the big one you guys got in Murfreesboro. And then when you think you've lost it, you you find this little city, and there's Murfreesboro. How do you find Ben and Lucas and get all connected to do some of the things y'all are doing together today? Yeah, so I actually live in Marion. Um, oh. so, yeah, yeah, I don't live in Murfreesboro. Um, but yeah, I I think... So you're really saved. <laughs> no, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a plug for Mayor Absher. She has to take a prodigal and, journey every and, time yeah, she goes to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you drive all the way from Marion to Murfreesboro. Yes, we do, yeah. Well, just let me tell you... Praise God. With gas prices the way they are, I just want to put a word out to your pastor and family. You need to give this girl up her offering, you know, because she's driving a long way. And, and we're just right here at the crossroads. But we love you. Yeah. I've already threatened to shoot her tires out every Sunday to get her here. But but we would now. I tell you what we'll do is if you ever short, just come in and we'll give you an offering for your fuel. We want to get so you there. Anybody that's that faithful to go from Marion to Murfreesboro. And to go through that wilderness journey every week, that's amazing woman of God. So, so, so how did you meet these guys? Um. I'm sorry. I've never mentioned that people that are living in Marion are saved either. I'm more of a Aaronite. So, so yeah, um, kind of, I feel like it started um, a few years ago. I went to a worship night that Exhale did with Israel. Oh, and them. Yeah. Okay. And kind of just, you know, was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, these people love God. And it was you know, music and worship and stuff. And that's what I love. And so, um, kind of just started talking to them after their events and, um, joined exhale a little bit after that. And then kind of just, you know, doing worship together is kind of how I got involved with, you know, the Lopez's and Ben and Lucas and just seeing them at all the same events, you know, and started talking to them and getting to know them. And so now, now, okay. Can I throw a, can I throw a curveball? This is not in my notes, Sure, but I was just going through your Facebook yesterday. I was getting ready for the show and and I just kind of Facebook profile. I I stalked you on Facebook. Thank you for letting me be a friend. I appreciate that. And, uh, but I saw that you, okay. I no, I just want to make, I'm making a couple connections here. Like, thank you for being my friend. You added to my friendship. Um, you have a quote, a wonderful, powerful worship quote. That you re, 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 reproduced by Shane Bishop. I saw it in your Facebook here real recently. It's about it shows the sanctuary. It's talking about whether you're performing or worshiping. Mm-hmm. Do you remember doing that? Or yeah, do you yeah, just I do. post stuff and it, do you, do you <laughs> not really care? Like my wife just posts garbage all day long. She can't requote it or anything. You know, she's just like a junkie. But but you see, you don't have a lot of that. You seem to have very intentional stuff. Unlike her, my wife just has. I mean, just it's just it's prolific. I had to block her. You know, because the alerts. I had to drop her to like only nine one one. What's wrong with you today? <laughs> Did you eat cornbread this morning? I had to, I had one of those Taco Bell beefy burritos for breakfast. Said it, it's yeah. spicy. It's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. I'm oh. sorry. No, my my wife is not that bad, but but you seem to be very d- d- disciplined in what you put out. Um, you had a, qu- a nice quote by Shane in the sanctuary. How did you? Where did that come from, and why do you have that? I just saw someone else share it, so I shared it. Well, like, I just yeah. want to say, Shane's my big brother in the Lord. Shane, oh, okay. Shane led me to help lead me to Christ, and his wow. dad's my father in the Lord. 
That's awesome. So there, yeah. I mean, and so Shane and Melissa introduced the two of us and was best man at my wedding. And so I look at only she didn't have a whole lot of stuff there. I mean, you're just you're, you're not prolific on Facebook, but you've got good stuff. And there's a, a quote, a big long quote by Shane Bishop, and I'm like. I got to find out how you know Shane. Awesome. So, so it's just small world that yeah. that Shane did our first show here called Pastor Troy's Mentors. If you go back and watch our first, not our first show, our first show was Foundations, but our first show with guests, uh, Shane and Fred were on here. And uh, I mean, de dear brother to me. I mean, I mean, gosh, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be married and wouldn't have my family and be in ministry if it wasn't for him. So. Uh, and what you shared was just a great, great quote. Yeah. So sorry about that. I just want to find no, out. About, right. I just want to find out about that. I should have asked you before that. But Cedar Session, let's talk about those a few minutes, and we'll come back to your worship stuff at Victory. Oh, let me say something about Victory real quick. Victory Christian Fellowship. There's your pastors, uh, Frank and Bonnie. How do you say it? Voorhees. Voorhees. Yeah. Voorhees. I've met them on back sometime back. Um, for those of you that haven't been around here long, I don't know, Lucas, if you got here before or after we did this. The picture up in the right corner. Can anybody identify the picture up in the upper right corner and give significance to that? My wife should be able to do that. Can you, honey? This? Yes. No. You got to think. No. Do you know the Okies? Sorry? Do you know the Okies? Wayne Sanders. Mm -mm. You don't know Wayne Sanders? I don't think so. Okay. The, uh, that's our community faith church sign that we get, we sold uh, we didn't sell it. We traded it. It was our sign that was out front of our church here oh. when I got here for three years. And Wayne, Wayne and Dane Sanders, Dane's has gone to be with the Lord. They have a group called, they got another name, but we call them the Okies because they travel with us with No Girl Ministries. They're from Oklahoma. They're from Oklahoma. Uh -huh. They're bearded guys. I thought they played quite a bit over at y'all's churches. Oh, yeah. Wayne yeah. Sanders, they come in with the whole team. Yeah. They play a bunch of backwood stuff. Yeah. They got kind, of, kind of an Oklahoma sound. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. you know, Wayne and, I want to thank you. Thank you, Wayne Jesus. You've James. been so good to me. You ever heard that? Yeah. Shane and Shane. I and thought they came about yeah. every other year. I know it's been a couple of years because of COVID, but they used to come regularly and do stuff out at your yeah, church. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's well, they were here now. doing stuff with us, and we cut a deal to trade the sign to you guys in exchange for them doing the signage up on our building and on our vehicles and trucks. So they did all that stuff. We gave the sign to Victory Christian Fellowship in exchange for also some chairs that we sent back to their ministry. And it was a three-way deal nice. that that sign went to you guys in exchange for uh, their artwork and stuff that we did, which is on the vans falling off now, but 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 that was almost 10 years ago. So yeah, it was yeah, yeah so that was our sign here nice. uh, that when Todd, when Todd was here. So we That's had right, that I forgot about the electronic sign, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I wanted to share people that there is connection here. To yeah, Mitchell, love I, it. yeah, so you guys are over in Murfreesboro, Second Street, uh, Sunday morning, 1030, mm -hmm. Wednesday, seven o'clock service. And at Victory Christian Fellowship, that's the Facebook page. Uh, you're, you're, you know, check that out, guys. If you're over that direction, or you just want to go on a journey with Hannah every Sunday, Come you can follow her journey. and drive. <laughs> Maybe if fuel prices go to six dollars a gallon, you can carpool. How many people are you take in your car when you go? I uh, just me, and my family, so you, four we, of us. Well, you oh, don't have a good. seat left. Yeah, we'll have to take another car. Yeah, have to take another car. Maybe they could tow it, you yeah. know, like that. Because nobody's <laughs> going to be able to afford to drive much longer than this. So it's bad. So, hey, so, Hannah, you're, in addition to this, we'll come back to this. Let me get to Cedar Sessions real quick because okay. we got a little video we want to show. Uh, you've been doing these Cedar Sessions here. Great ones. I know you've done the one here. Mm -hmm. Y'all have done a couple other locations. You guys got one coming up, which by the time this airs, it'll already have been done. Um, but you guys have been doing amazing stuff there. Uh, there's pictures here of a couple of the pictures are from here. I think a couple of, what, where's that, Ben, where's that, that bottom left one from? Uh, that was, uh, 
Gosh, what's their church called? Lucas? Destiny Center. Destiny, Destiny Center. Yeah, Avengers. that's where this Friday will be back. It's back there. at Destiny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Facebook at Cedar Sessions is the is the Facebook page. You can go to YouTube. Go to Cedar Sessions. Let me just say this to them. Go there. Hit subscribe. Hit like on theirs as well. Because even though we're trying to catch them, uh, we're stealing their music, and we should could at least give them a plug here and on the dock. And let me just tell you, I I knew when yours dropped yesterday because I'm a subscriber, and I love the fact it popped up. I was with Beth someplace. And I said Ben's got a new one. You know. <laughs> Yeah. And and we were listening to it in the car almost instantly. And YouTube's great on that. Yeah. If you hit that subscribe and that notify, you're going to know when they put stuff up. And I was so excited. And I, I had, I, I guess I knew you wrote that song. And so I, I said, I think Ben wrote that. But when I got to look and it's just his performed by, I thought, eh, I guess I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did. And then I got looking at yours and I thought, I think that's Hannah's song too. And so you guys got to go fix that. These guys are, what they're putting out is original stuff. And for, well, yeah, mo a lot of it. A lot Not of that. Yeah, of no, it, you're doing coverage lot. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But is the stuff you're doing is the stuff you're doing that you're putting up on the channel? Is that going to be coverage stuff, or is it going to be both? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, the stuff uh, that you're putting up on your channel. Uh, some of it will be covered. Some will be your stuff. Yeah. So, but, like, so like I speak Jesus. Obviously, we didn't I, it, write obviously that. you didn't write that one. But I like wish, Hannah's but song is yeah. original. My song is original. original. Yeah, yeah. Israel's going to have some originals. But you're going to see a lot of original content on there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and we're not talking about. I'm talking about original content that when I, when we play it here, you feel like you've heard it twenty thousand places because it fits so much in with the flow of what the spirit's doing. Uh, I, I I just want I have this note from Daniel saying Cedar Sessions. Their 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 whole purpose is personal and genuine, not no fluff, just passion. And I love what he says. It's God speaking to hearts about the importance of releasing a personal and original sound. And this is a step of faith in that direction. So the whole thing's a movement and kind of an inspirational thing. So mm -hmm. let me show you this other picture. I'll try not to execute the song here. Um, th this just shows a couple of locations. They've got one that's that, that'll be passed by the time you see this. You'll just need to go to their Facebook page and see where the next one is and get involved. It's just prolific. But but Hannah does this song. Uh, it's performed by her. It's her song, actually, written by her. And it features Ben. Uh, ben comes in and is featured at the end on it. Uh, Ben's a worship pastor. He's our co-host here, but also the worship pastor at Community Faith. But this is Hannah. Hannah, uh, this song is just ridiculously stellar. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It just captures our hearts. You, you wouldn't believe this. We've used you. We do pre-worship meeting here at 915. You've been our pre-worship several times now and you will be again whenever ben's not ready to play we we throw up we throw you we throw you up and our whole staff has worship with you before we do church wow. yeah yeah so i mean you're already touching people beyond what you know you're touching people and and ben the work you're doing and lucas what you're doing and daniel and what you guys are doing with cedar sessions is just getting really started it's it's just like it's just really i'm really proud of what's taking place in southern illinois so yeah. uh, let, hey, let, let, can, can we listen to this song let, let's listen to this song it's a little long i want you to enjoy it I, if you need to come back later fine but i want to get it out there but remember you need to go listen you need to go to youtube and you need to get subscribed and hit like and start following uh cedar sessions but this is by hannah hannah introduce your song what's the name of the song the song is called keep me all right here we go enjoy this folks Keep me 
nothing else will do. One more time. And I just want you and nothing else. And nothing else, Jesus. Nothing else will do. Praise God. All right. Hannah, that was just amazing. Thank you. And, and that song again, let me see if I can bring the name of the song here back up. That song is Keep Me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the front of that is your song. When Ben, you come in there, you're, you're covering another song when you transition a bridge out of that. What yeah. was that song? It's, uh, nothing Else. Nothing Else. So it's Keep Me and yeah. Nothing Else. So the Nothing Else is, is the cover on the back of that. Yeah. And that the Keep Me is written by Hannah. And, and it also features Ben there. And go check that out on Cedar Sessions. Just incredible. And uh, Hannah, at the end of this, at the end of all these, Hannah's been in here early today. She's already been in here in studio doing a version of Keep Me already, right? Yep. You're going to be hearing that at the end of this episode. We'll be putting that on the end of all three of the episodes that we're doing with you. And we'll be featuring just you here, uh, kind of unadulterated, kind of stripped down just a guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be kind of, it'll, it'll be great. It'll be great. So we'll be, when, when we get done with this episode, guys, you don't want to just disconnect. When, when I sign off, I mean, Lucas is going to put the video right on the back and you can just enjoy that. We put it on the back on purpose on all these so you could cut all of us off and just create a record uh, with these at the end. So we, we're just so excited about having all the worship leaders in here and, and Hannah, just amazing work you're doing you. uh, with that. Let me ask you a couple more questions here yeah. in this in this get to know you episode. Then we're going to get deeper with you in the next one. We're going to we're going to make you earn your keep. Uh, we gave her one coffee cup. She's got to work that off hard. <laughs> you know, we're hard here. Uh, tell us about your call into worship ministry. How did you get? How did you get from the little girl growing up in this church that's gotten saved and her parents are involved? And you, you've grown, how did you get to where you were on the platform and then wanting to lead worship and write worship? How did you? Where did that call come from? Where did that begin? How did that start? And how did you get there? Yeah. So um, I just I just have always loved music, and you know I think my parents being involved with music that was kind of kind of probably a given, but. Um, I started writing songs when I was about 12 um, and they weren't, they weren't necessarily Christian songs. It was just songs that were just coming out. Um, I've seen your ukulele song too. I loved your, oh, your was it Mother's Day yeah. for Mother's Day ukulele? Yeah, is I that sang, what that is? Yeah, I sang Mother's Day to the tune of Happy Birthday. And like she Happy plays birthday. a four-string ukulele <laughs> like, she, she, like she stole it and owns it. She rode the thing <laughs> like a Harley. I mean, hey, go to her Facebook page if she'll let you. I don't know. She's got, I mean, she, she, you're so talented. How do you learn to... You're a bass guitar player. Does it mm-hmm. play like a bass guitar? Uh, ukulele is a little bit different. Um, see, yeah. she's just see, look at me. It's just a little different. No. <laughs> I've had a guitar in my office for for forty years. I know three chords. I play so bad they cut the strings off it. You know, so, don't you? Do, some people can just pick something up and play it. You know, yeah. isn't that amazing how they do that? You're one of those, you're one of those people. You're like a little little, little stringed prodigy. You know. <laughs> You know, so t- t- so how did you get so you so you've loved music, you started writing music. Yeah. How did that transition you being on a platform? So yeah, um, I started on our worship team at my church on the guitars probably when I was about I want to say I want to say fifteen around the same time that I had that moment with God where I just wanted to you know give my all for Him, and so that was when my writing kind of transitioned too because the more I learned about God, the more I was like, well, I just kind of want to write about you now. Um, And so, yeah, I have, I have a lot of songs that, you know, kind of working through um, wanting to just do everything with excellence too. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of just was exploring, kind of trying to find my sound within that because I feel like it's really easy to want to 
copy someone else's sound or the process of how someone else does something. And um, so over the years, you know, just kind of trial and error. But I think now I just I'm confident in what I think God has put in me. And I know that my own personal expression of um, how I uh, sing about him is is good to him. He sees it as good and he sees it as uh, as an offering. And so I don't have to, you know, it's just really hard for me because I feel like I think I have to compare um, or I'm like, oh, that song is so good. Like, I wish I wrote like that. Well, I don't have to have that mentality because he's given me a uh, his own personal fingerprint, if you will, of That's how right, I write. Yeah. And so I just try to remember that as I write um, to not 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 compare, not think that um, like I can do better or whatever. Like my own personal expression is he sees it as good and he he sees it as an offering to him. Where are you age wise? I mean, I'm 23, 23 years old. I mean, there are so many people that won't think about just being satisfied with who they are and wanting to find themselves in their own identity when they're in their 30s. People are still still wrestling with that. At 23 and even 15 to 23, to look for your own sound to be satisfied in who you are is is a huge, huge thing. And that's why your music has such depth to it right now, because you. it's yours. It's not yeah. somebody else's. I mean, because I, I, I sit there when I listen to it in the car the other day, I was like, I, I listen to a lot of her songs a lot. I, I'm like, well, who wrote that? Somebody had to write that. You know, and, I, and all I come back to is you. You know, because in it's because it, it's such a unique sound. It, it's, it has to be somebody. And what I love the fact is you've grabbed that I am somebody. You know, you, yeah. you're just satisfied with that. And it, to be at that age and be ready for that, that's a great thing for your, your generation, your group. And you. I think it holds a lot for the future worship. So, so you, you talked a little bit about finding your sound, finding mm -hmm. who you are, yeah. getting comfortable in that. The, the main question for this episode is for, for Hannah Heron, what is that heart of worship for you today as, as a 23-year-old worship leader? You're kind of between a millennial and Gen Z. Mm -hmm. But what, what for you, when you, if you, if you were singing that song, I'm getting back to the heart of worship, who sang that, sang that song? Uh, Rat Medman. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt Redman. <laughs> I'm getting back to the heart of worship. Matt Redman. Yeah. Rat, Rat Redman. Yeah. Like Matt Redman. I'm getting back. If you were going to sing that song, how, what would, what would be your answer? What, what, what would be, what is Han Hannah Heron's heart of worship? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think my heart of worship is, like I said, not trying to think that I have to compete for, for a seat at the table, for, um, for the opportunity to sit at his feet. Cause he's already given that to me because of Jesus. And so, um, he sees as long as I have a pure heart before him, you know, whatever comes out is going to be an offering to him. And I think, um, it just all comes down to knowing who you are in Christ and knowing that you don't have to compete with everyone else to, for him to see you as his daughter, as his son, um, because that's already taken care of by the blood of Jesus. And so, um, for me, it just, it just comes down to, um, knowing that what he said about me is true and 
trusting that that's enough. I don't have to do anything to gain his love or gain his approval. I think that's really easy to do in music, especially, you know, in the secular culture. It's like everyone's trying to compete. Everyone's very performance based. Yeah, very performance based. Revenue, turnstile, seat butts in the seat, uh, seats in the butt. Absolutely. And so I think like that's that was what I wanted at first when I was writing songs. But then as I started to get more serious about the Lord, and I realized I don't have to compete in the kingdom. That is actually way more comforting than the other. And so, yeah, just knowing that we don't have to compete because um, he's already given us, he's already prepared a table for us. Um, and what he says about us is enough and is true. Wow. He's already prepared a table. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? This is a 23-year-old, <laughs> a 23-year-old. I mean, she's grown up in the church, but I mean, the fact that you've grown up in most churches would mean you're, you've probably got more bad habits than good habits these days. Right. But mm-hmm. you've obviously been around some great people. Yeah. You've had some great, I mean, you're, obviously your family's got a deep love for the Lord. Mm-hmm. I've met your mom. I haven't met your dad yet, but I've met your mom. I met your brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, just incredible, incredible souls. Mm-hmm. But to have that already in place. Yeah, I mean, God had to pull me over here from St. Louis area to, you know, work on, work that out in me that whole comparison to other people and all that insecurity he had to kind of remove me from from that and it's you know it's been like a four-year process i'm 27 so to to know that he already has a seat at the table for you that's a very relieving that just takes off a load and a burden yeah and i think an effort that some people make to push beyond what god gave them and then that becomes kind of jealousy greed Mm -hmm. envy and i just think it opens itself to a lot and then yeah. if you're going to be a worship leader, I think the key is to be able to relax in yourself and trust that, that what you're singing to God matters. David sung his psalms to God by himself, a lot of them as a shepherd boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were just his worship, mm-hmm. like you said. Like he didn't I began have an to, audience. He didn't have yeah. an audience. I, it's like you saying, writing songs when I was young, the songs that just, whether it's, whether it's a happy a happy Mother's Day song to your mom on a ukulele, that's what David was doing. He was mm-hmm. just loving God that way. Yeah. It was just common conversation. And so I think it's very refreshing yeah. uh, that, you sing as an offering for him. Uh, that's language we haven't heard in all the worship. Plat- I think everybody has said that in some way or another, that it's all about him or it's not about me or I, I, I we lay myself, but the, that we sing as an offering for him. Mm-hmm. What a, what a really incredible way to look at that. If you were, if you the kind of last big questions we get out of this episode here in a minute, what are your base principles? I mean, what are your maybe one, two or three uh, base principles or keys you have uh, that help, you or you help others as you lead worship stay connected to the heart of God for that. What, what, are, what are your grounding principles there? Mm, good question. No, that's um, okay. I mean, just do the best you can. And... Yeah. So, um, well, I think one thing too is just rem- reminding myself and, you know, people, if I'm leading worship somewhere that, um, don't look at me, don't focus on me, you know, um, I really, I think I prefer like, you know, really intimate settings as opposed to bigger crowds, because I think it is easier to feel that performance mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it just comes down to reminding everyone in the room who we actually came for, who we actually came to sing about and to serve. Um, And then I think another thing that I try to remember is to just to do my best. It's okay to do my best, but not it's not to 
Like if I, you know, hit a wrong chord or forget a lyric, God's not up there going, oh man, she really so messed do, it so up. So do, like, do your best, but what would be the word? I'm, I'm looking for a word here to, to help you with. Do my best, but don't. I think I see a lot of musicians get trapped up in what, what would be, what, what's the extreme of that? Do my best, but what are, when people like, um, what's the word? When perfectionism. They, perfectionism, but there's another word, like when they're just so engrossed in something. I'm losing a word here that I want. When people are so captured by the performance that it overrides yeah. the actual experience. I, I guess oh, I'm trying to think, well, well, your goal here is to do my best, but not become captive to the performance, right. but be captive to him. Yeah, and, and God knows when your mistakes are, are done in your heart, but I think some people get so caught up in the OCD side mm -hmm. of the performance that they lose the ability to remember I'm leading people to the heart of worship right. or to the throne. And then it becomes more about the show mm -hmm. and there's just a fine line there. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, you know, whether you're leading thousands or whatever, you know, you can, you can, you can go to God and bring a thousand with you or you can try to do a show for a thousand people about right, God. Right. Yeah. And there's a That's lot of good. worship leaders doing shows about God, mm -hmm. but taking people to God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're studying right now, uh, Ben and I and Lucas, and we're doing a series at community faith church and go back and listen to it. It would be around, um, circa June, well, it would be around May, May 22nd, uh, May 22nd, May 15th. We're doing a series called Psalms Volume 2 Project. We did volume one last year. We did on the doc shows with it. And we'll have some on the doc shows this season on volume two. But one of the things that we've been studying is the Psalms of Ascent and the Psalms of Entry. Psalms of Ascent are the Psalms that the, the pilgrims sang going up towards Zion. And the, the entry Psalms like Psalm 15, Psalm 24 were the songs that they sang as they came to the tabernacle or yeah. temple. Tabernacle in David's time, temple later on. They would come there and the worshipers outside would sing about what it takes to enter God's presence. And it was just no, nothing but give up the world and be holy to God, yeah. you know? And so these, these guys were singing people into the heart of worship and they were not, they were not performing for the people. They were literally leading the people up the mountain or leading the people into the tent of worship. And so to me, that's a beautiful perspective as a pastor, mm -hmm. worship pastor is that you're, you're there to lead people before the throne of God so they can just pour their hearts out to God. Right. Instead of a lot of people see it as I'm in a seat, you're on a platform and I came to, to be entertained today. Yeah. And if yeah. God shows up, I feel something like for 60 seconds, well, I had church. Well, you haven't had church unless you've spent time with God. Right. Yeah. And I just think your perspective at your age and your time is just amazing. Thank you. Um, that this, it's, that, that you're just bringing your offering to God. And, and I guess you can, I guess as a worship leader, you do your best and, and you, 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 you invite other people to join you in that process. Yeah. It's just Absolutely. incredible. So, so do your best, but don't get so hung up in all the performance side that yeah. you lose sight right. and focus on him and intimate sites. You can see the Cedar Sessions style, whether you, whether you Cedar Sessions or you go look at worship initiative, which I watch a lot of, mm -hmm. you're seeing a lot of that style beginning to be kind of screaming out there. People are looking to just worship with people that have kindred spirit. And that used, you would like to think that would just be normal in the pew, but part of it is we've got to get back even in the pews and the churches, the heart of worship and with worship leaders like yourself and the others we've had on the show, uh, I think we've got a good chance of getting back to yeah. uh, that here. Uh, we're going to have a lot more harder questions for you, Hannah, awesome. in, I'm in ready. session two. <laughs> you handled these so, so well. Let me remind everybody, Victory Christian Fellowship is her home church where you can find her and her incredibly talented family uh, and, and incredible worship there. That's at 414 North 2nd Street in Murfreesboro. Sunday's 1030, Wednesday's 7 o'clock, Victory Christian Fellowship. Go find them on Facebook. Get the information and details. And Hannah, we'll be back with you in the next one in part two of this episode. 
episode 26 actually in this whole series. And I will be talking to this uh, worship leader from Victory Christian Fellowship. We're excited to do that. And uh, been good. Ben, been good to have you in this episode. Mother Beth, mm. you guys got anything? Yeah, good. Good. Can you, we're we're in good shape going forward with worship leaders right now. These yeah. worship leaders that we've been interviewing just just amazing, yeah. amazing, yeah. amazing people here. Um, in in just a minute when we wrap up this episode, uh, Lucas is going to put on the back. Uh, keep keep me. What was what was the name song again? Keep me. Yeah. Keep me. Keep okay. me. I, I keep wanting to say keep me singing. Uh, keep me singing That's as you. I go. <laughs> there's an old there's an old chorus we used to sing. Uh, you remember that? Keeps me singing as I go. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was an old hymn we used to sing in church on Wednesday nights. And the one woman used to always ask for it. I'll come up with a song later. But keep me, we're going to we're gonna tag that on the end of this episode so you can enjoy that. And uh, that'll be Hannah Heron, her original song, and performing that here at the On The Dock studio. You're going to enjoy that. Uh, so we'll be back in the next one. If you've got more information you want from us, onthedock.org, you can email us at info at onthedock.org. And don't forget, we're on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different platforms. But go to YouTube, subscribe, hit like. You can also watch us on the podcast, audio platforms, uh, Spotify and iTunes, Google Play as well as Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. We've got social media presence on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and we're on Getter now. So get out there and reach out to us, talk to us, ask questions. We'll follow up with you. If you need information, how to find Hannah's song on, on YouTube, we'll send you links for that. Just ask questions about it. Hit subscribe, hit like, notify, and share this show with other people. We would always like to have you as one of our four partner level people or three. We have three levels of sponsorship at my Patreon. So go to my Patreon and become a sponsor. If you don't know how to get there, go to onthedoc.org. There's links to get there directly there. And Look, if you want to drive to Murfreesboro and go to church, we will help you with gas here at Community Faith Church. Come by. We'll help you that, or we'll push your car at least through the intersection, and then you can ride with Hannah. But uh, we want you to go to church with Hannah. Check out their amazing church. But if you're on this side and you don't, you can't get to that side, Community Faith Church has services at 10 o'clock on Sundays, Wednesdays at 6.30. We also have a broadcast at coftv.com. You can check out the broadcast on our embedded viewer there and also link it to about four different viewer sites. We're on Facebook, YouTube. Gather coming up real soon and Rumble. So check that out. And also SermonNet. So check that out. We'd love to have you find out more about us there at coftv.com if you'd like. So we'll be back on the next episode real soon. And as we wrap up this episode, I just want to introduce to you our own amazing, amazing gifted guest today as she leads us out in worship, Hannah Heron. We'll see you soon again on the dock. Enjoy Hannah Heron and the special song, Keep Me.
Just want you. 